Hey, thanks for tuning in. This is Wisdom for Life, and I'm Pastor Glenn. And the title of today's podcast is No Average Joe. See, many of you are just like, in fact, all of you are just like me. We are born very, very gifted and full of potential. Like a number two pencil, God birthed you into existence for such a time as this to leave a mark on the world. But you can't do it if you're not sharpened. Here's the problem. We go through life like a number two pencil, unsharpened, expecting God to bring promotion to us when the reality is this. Watch this. Watch this, okay? Preparation invites promotion. You have to be sharpened before you get where God wants you to be. And the sharpening happens first. Not when you get there, but before you get there. You see, you've got to be willing to do now what you'd be forced to do later when you're living your dream. You've got to do that now. Now, many of you are just like me. You remember as a kid growing up, before they had these, uh, before they had these pencils that aren't really pencils, these look like pencils, you just press the back and these little, I hate those things because when I go to write, I break off the, 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 the piece of pencil every time. It's too thin. Give me a real pencil, amen? You know, give me something real I can hold on to and chew on. How many of you just chewed on your pencil and bite marks all? Don't do that today, okay? That might kill you. I want you to lie for the rest of the mess- message. But, but we had real pencils back in the day, not this fake stuff that's out today. And, and, and back when I went to school, way back in like the 1800s, when I was at school, when your pencil became dull, you would get up from where you were, you had to walk up to the front of the classroom, there was not that motorized, it was an old-fashioned grinder. You put that pencil in and, and the teacher would look over at you at some moment, if you were anything like me, and say, sharp enough, go sit down. Right? The pencil would reach a certain place, and it would be sharpened down to like it was so small that you'd ha- eventually have to get a new pencil. Right and and but the the idea was to stay sharp. If your pencil wasn't sharpened and a test came that you could get an A on, maybe even graduate from that class and move from the fifth grade to the sixth grade. Hello, come on, that'd be great. You're not going to pass the test if you're not sharpened and ready. And here's the problem: many of us are going through life unsharpened, and all a number two pencil is unsharpened is an eraser with a long handle. Come on. That's all it, that's all it is. I love this because some of you are like, that is so profound. <laughs> it is not profound. But God brings circumstances along, different situations in our lives, because he wants us to be sharpened in our gifting, because our gifting will take us places that our character won't keep us. And so when that sharpening comes, God wants you to be ready. But many times we resist the sharpening moments. We don't want to learn anything. We stay in our seat, and we've got an eraser, and we just want to start erasing the things around. Say, God, no, 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 no. God, I don't want that. God, no, 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 no. God, I'm not going to do that. God, no, 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 no. I'm not going through that. 
God, no, 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 no. I don't want to listen to the rest of the things the pastor has to say this morning. Just because you have a dream does not make you anything but average. Everybody has a dream. They just don't know it. Some of them have forgotten their dream. It doesn't make you above average because you've got a dream. Just because you have a gifting does not make you anything more than average. But then there are those that are sharpened. There are those that have recognized their gifting and their dream and have endured the preparation process of God, and that has allowed them to invite promotion in their lives. If you want to defeat the enemy called average, you are going to have to look at your dreams and your goals, and you're going to have to be willing to get up from the desk and get sharp. This morning we're going to talk about a dreamer. We're going to talk about a dreamer who had a gifting. It's not a really a big deal. And we're going to talk about how God brought him to the sharpener in his life so that it could prepare him for where God wanted him to be in the destination of his dream. In Genesis chapter 37, verse 5, it starts by saying this. Joseph had a dream. Big deal. Big deal. Big deal. You know how often as a pastor I hear people come up and tell me, I got this calling, I got this dream. Listen, I don't want to. That's great. That's awesome. Everybody has that. If you're called by God, born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, you ought to have a dream. That's average. Big deal. Joseph had a, has a dream. Watch this. And when he told it to his brothers, they hated him all the more. He said to them, listen to this dream I had. We were binding sheaves of grain out in the field when suddenly my sheaf rose and stood upright while your sheaves gathered around mine and bowed down to it. His brothers said to him, do you intend to reign over us? Will you actually rule over us? And they hated him all the more because of his dream and what he had said. How many of you know that when you start talking about your dream to people, people are going to hate you? They're, that's going to bother them. That's going to bother. Oh, man, I wish I could spend I've got to keep going, okay? Mm -mm -mm -mm. says, then he had another dream, and he told it to his brothers. He said, listen, I had another dream, and at this time the sun and the moon and the 11 stars were bowing down to me. When he told his father as well as his brothers, now watch this, father has some wisdom here. His father rebuked him and said, what is this dream you had? Will your mother and I and brothers actually come and bow down to the ground before you? His brothers were jealous of him, but his father kept the matter in mind. In other words, there's something here that is unrefined, unsharpened. It, there's something here that is from God, but the way it's being communicated the way that it's being led, the way that it's being passed along is dull. There's something here that needs to be sharpened. Would you pray with me? Father, in the name of Jesus, the greatest gold in this room is the unsharpened dreams of your people. Father, help us to understand that, God, you don't waste times of preparation the circumstances we're going through the situations we face are situations that are sharpening us you're taking us to the pencil sharpener and god instead of erasing it this morning we proclaim we will embrace it in jesus name and everybody said what amen gifting must be combined with excellence and skill to make a dream come true 
Many are stuck in the land of average because they get caught up in the zigzags of life. They don't understand that it really is about the journey. Let me remind you this morning, you have not arrived. You should still be learning. You should be sharpening yourself, continuing to be sharpened by the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. You have not arrived. You know why I can say you have not arrived? Because you're not dead. The arrival is heaven. You are alive this morning. That means you must continue to embrace the sharpening moments in your life. God along the way to the pencil sharpener does something in our heart, and many times it's painful. Many times there's something cut away. Many times it's abrasive. Many times we face circumstances that we don't like. They're very, very uncomfortable, and we begin to think that it's a waste of time and we're in the wrong place. Let me tell you this morning, you are right where God wants you. It is God is not surprised at where you're at. He's not upset at where you're at. He's not writhing his hands, wondering what he's going to do to help you next. He's got a plan and a purpose. My Bible says that the steps of the righteous are ordered. He knows exactly where you're at. He knows exactly where you're at. And you're there on purpose. It may look like a waste of time, but it's a trip to the pencil sharpener, baby. And when you come back, you'll be able to pass the test. Wow, I just gave you the whole message. Should I have done that? There are people that resist the trip to the pencil sharpener. They allow their lives to become dull. They look at their circumstances and their situations around them, and and instead of becoming more excellent than the environment that they are in so that God can promote them to the next place, by the way, the lesson will be repeated until it's learned. Rather than doing that, they stay in a dull situation and wonder why nothing new happens. And God wants you sharp. God wants you sharp, but we get stuck in the land of average. There's an elusive enemy called average. It creeps up in our life, and, it, and there's a voice that says, you know, you've learned enough. You're an adult now. You don't need any new teachers. You've gone far enough. You, need, you know everything you need to know. By the way, I want to tell you this morning, you're only as far as what you currently know. If you knew better, you'd go better. You want to be somewhere different, but you don't want to know anything different. You don't want a new revelation. You just want to stay where you're at. Well, congratulations, you're stuck in the land of average. That's where most people are. Many times we begin to think that maybe God might be pleased with us, doing as little as possible to exist in that moment. And average will begin to convince you that you don't need to change. You don't need to grow. You don't need to be sharpened. You don't need any new skills because you put your time in. And I want to tell you this morning, that's dumb. I don't care how smart you are, that's dumb. One of the dumbest things you could ever do is stop learning. If you're alive, you must commit to being a lifelong learner. Are you listening to your pastor right now? You are not above learning. We all need to embrace teaching moments in our life, and they're happening all the time. We just miss them. We just miss them. We just miss them. Most of us want position, but we resist preparation. I love what Einstein said. He said, I must be willing to give up what I am to become what I should be. I must be willing to give up what I am, that's good, to become what I must be, that's great. Are you willing to give up what's good and and, and make the trip to the pencil sharpener to become what's great? Joseph prophetically had a good gift.
prophetically, he had a great gift. To be more precise, it was dream interpretation. It wasn't just having dreams. You see, at the beginning, he thought it was just having dreams from the Lord. But you see that this gift begins to get sharpened over time into something more than he realizes. And that's what I want to teach. That's the first thing I want to teach you this morning. Where you start out is not where you end up. Some things are going to happen in your life where God's going to reveal more depth, more dimension to your calling than you ever realized. At first, he was just having dreams from God, but later at the end, we begin to see him interpreting dreams. And that is really the destination of his gifting. But he had to become sharpened first. Most people just stop at the point of recognizing their dreams, and they don't go any farther with God. That is the land of average. Let me tell you a couple of easy ways that you can kind of... Let me, let me put it to you this way. <clears throat> You can go to school or school will come to you. Your choice. Life will bring school to you. It's called the school of hard knocks. It'll bring it to you. If you don't get it now, God will make sure you get it. Because he loves you. It's his grace and mercy that brings hard knocks to you. doesn't kill you, but he'll bring it to you. So it's coming. You can either get on it or have it get on you. That's your choice. Here's a couple of, just, just real quick, here's a couple of ways that you can go to school rather than school coming to you. I want to challenge you in 2013 to read. Not only read your Bible, some of you need to do that. Readers are leaders. It really bothers me when people say, I don't like to read. Oh, okay, so you want to experience all of that. You know, you, you, don't, have to experience, you don't have to go through all of that. You know, you can read some of those revelations. You, what, let me ask you right now, what are you reading that is in touch with what God has called you to do? And right now you say, I really don't care to read. Did you know you can learn how to care to read? You can learn how to like things. Are you a reader? You should be. If you're not a reader, you're in the land of average. I just read one, two, three books this year. I guarantee you, it'll change your life. Some of you have asked me, you say, Pastor, where do you get some of your stuff for sermon materials and stuff? I got to tell you, I read 20, 30 books at least a quarter. I'm constantly consuming, consuming, consuming. Why? Because i got to stay sharp. Right? You wouldn't want me any other way. But how about you? How about the people around you? Are they becoming dull because you're not sharp? Here's another way. Watch this. I want to teach you something. This, this, will, this should blow your mind. If it doesn't, you got a brain problem, okay? Here it is. Here it is. Each and every one of you would like to be somewhere different in your life. I know. I know that. You'd like to see something change in 2013, something get better. Let me tell you how you can do that. In this room is the answer to all of your sharpening problems contained in the lives of the people around you. Some of you would like to start a business. Did you know there are successful business owners in this church? Why aren't you spending time with them? Why haven't you walked up to them and told them your business plan? What are you scared of, that they might pick it apart? You need that. You, you, could, you could skip bankruptcy. You don't have to go through bankruptcy and learn the hard way. You can, you can tell them your dream and they can help you refine it. How many of you, uh, some of you would like to be a teacher. We have teachers here. Some of you would like to go into the medical field. We have medical people here. Some of you would like to know, uh, know more about music. We have everything to teach you where you want to be in the house of God right here. There's gold in here. All you've got to do is connect with it relationally. 
here's what we want to do. We want to be so prideful to say, I don't really want you to tell me anything because, <laughs> you know, I sit on the same pew you do. I, I park in the same parking spot that you do. I'm just like you. I'm just as successful as you are. It's not about that. It's not about measuring yourself against someone else. It's about taking what they know, which is I think is great, coming along and stealing all their knowledge, just stealing it and skipping a few bases, stealing home. It's all right. You can do it. Take your dream to somebody in this room that's already there. And talk to them about it. Talk to them about it. Relationships and reading will get you out of the land of average. Joseph has this gifting. The gifting alone is average. It needs to be sharpened. It is dull. He has the gift of prophecy, specifically dream interpretation. But watch this. He has no skill in communication yet. As soon as he gets the dream, he walks out and tells his brother, by the way, all of you guys are going to bow before me. How many of you know that prophetic words are always for another time? That God tells you what's up early, and then you hide it in your heart so that it can birth and grow, and you don't walk out and tell the whole world what you're going to do in five minutes. You're asking for it. What about leadership skills? Watch this. In the beginning of his dream, he begins to communicate it and says that it's all about him. You hear these words like me and I, me and I. And you'll see them in our text this morning in Genesis chapter 35, which changes later when we get to chapter 42. It's not about him anymore. In fact, when we get later on in the verses, when his brothers actually do come to him, and there's a, there's a, um, there's a time of famine, he begins to say, now I know what the dreams were about all along. They were about you. It wasn't about me at the center. It was about me serving you and God being at the center as a servant of you. Something got changed in Joseph's heart. He was refined. He was sharpened. I love that. Prophetic gifting needs a sharpening moment. It needs a sharpening process. You know, the right thing said at the wrong time is the wrong thing. The right thing said the wrong way is the wrong thing. The right thing said with the wrong heart is the wrong thing. Yeah, you got the right thing, but are you sharp enough to communicate it correctly? Later things change for him. He begins to interpret dreams of the cupbearer, the baker. I always thought the Beatles should have wrote a song about the cupbearer and the baker. They wrote a song called, Look at All the Little Piggies. That has nothing to do with my message, but... Sorry, Lord. Finally, he's interpreting Pharaoh's dream. It takes him places, but he has to learn. This morning, I want to tell you, it's a, common, it's a very common Pentecostal myth that has to be debunked, okay? That anointing and gifting is enough. You have to embrace these refining moments, the trips to the pencil sharpener. What about Moses? He spent 40 years in Pharaoh's court. Then he spent another 40 years out in the desert as a shepherd. And do you think God wasted all of that? He learned leadership in Pharaoh's court. He learned logistical management out in the fields, out in the desert places. With Don't you know he knew where every watering hole was to lead God's people when they came out of Egypt? God doesn't waste any trips to the pencil sharpener. Yes, he did it at 80, but that's fine. The burning bush came along at just the right time. Let me tell you this morning, very prophetically, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. 
But first, the student must become ready. What about Jesus? Spent 30 years before he went into three and a half years of ministry. Spent 30 years under his father, Joseph. And the Bible says that he grew in wisdom and stature, or actually in favor with man. That Jesus had to grow through that time. Then we see Jesus introduced to his ministry for the rest of his time on earth, three and a half years. What about Paul? He studied under Gamiel his entire young life. He was set out to be this chief Pharisee, but God knocks him off his high horse in Damascus, and God begins to reveal to him another plan. We have the book of Romans today where we see that grace conquers the law because one of the greatest studiers and interpreters of the law, Paul, went to the pencil sharpener. Uh-huh. Joseph is 17 when he gets to dream, but the dream, but watch this. He's 30 before that dream actually brings him to his destination before Pharaoh. And along the way, there are these sharpening moments. Get this. He is thrown in a pit, sold as a slave. He ends up as a slave at Potiphar's house, wrongly accused of sleeping with Potiphar's wife thrown in a dungeon, thrown in a jail, begins to interpret dreams there, asks the cupbearer to promise him, to remember him. It takes another two years. He's still there. And then he ends up before Pharaoh. I want you to look at all the zigzags that he had to go through. And this is what I want to tell you. The destination of where God has you is not a straight line. It's not a straight line. There are going to be trips back and forth to the pencil sharpener. Before the test is over and you pass and you are promoted to where God wants you to be, you're going to make many trips to the pencil sharpener. But God doesn't waste any of those circumstances. Every single one of them. And by the way, I want to tell you this morning, God does not waste pain. Your painful moments, the things that happened in your life, the things that you are going through now, will all work together for good because you love God and you are called according to His purpose. Can you say amen? God doesn't waste any of that pain. All of it's on purpose. Not to leave you at the end of the line, the back of the bus, or throw you under the bus. God has you at the head, not the tail. Many of us want to get somewhere, but we don't have the skills to get there yet. You know, I was driving at 5. I told you before, I wrecked a bunch of cars at 5. My parents left me in a car with keys. Bad idea. Walked into the grocery store. Before they walked... Before they walked into that grocery store, they said, Now, Glenn, do not touch the steering wheel or the keys. As soon as they were out of my sight, I was up touching the steering wheel and the keys. I had the car started and in reverse and backed it up, hit a bunch of cars in the grocery. I mean, just wrecked it, made a big scene. Made a big old scene. Kind of embarrassing moment. Listen, I, I was fearless but foolish. I may have had the ability to grab the wheel, turn the key, get it in reverse, but I did not have the ability to drive correctly. I was unrefined. I was unskilled. I wanted to go somewhere, but I had no business yet going there. You're going to need some skills. Can I just break that down to you for a little bit before we go? Here's the first one. To overcome average, remember, you must be skillful, not just gifted. Not just gifted. Skillful. First Chronicles chapter 15, 29. Now this is going to step on some toes, but hang on. I love you. I know you love me. First Chronicles 15, 22, actually. It says, Kenaniah, the head of the Levite, was in charge of the singing. That 
was his responsibility because he was skillful at it. He was in charge of the, of the singing. That was his responsibility because he was what? He was skillful at Oh, if they just had, they got heart, but they can't sing. It's getting quiet, isn't it? <laughs> Somebody should have spent some time in the basement or the bedroom or the garage learning how to sing. Before, before they desire to be on a platform, they should have endured the preparation. This guy was, it says he was skillful. It's not just heart. Heart's important, heart's important. But it also takes skill. He embraced the refinement years. He spent years in preparation when others didn't. Let me ask you this morning, what are your disciplines? What are your regimens? Your habits are creating futures, not your intentions. Don't tell me what you intend to do. Show me habitually. Your daily routine is taking you somewhere. What are you doing in your daily routine? Four hours of television? You're going nowhere. You must be specific about where God has called you to be and begin to live your life into the picture right now. Not later. Don't say, well, when I get there, I'll do that. You'll never get there. This guy was in charge of worship because he was skillful at it. And that's what promoted him. Can you say amen? Michael Jordan was born with a gift. Lose the illusion that gifting is enough. He spent thousands and thousands and thousands of hours just making shots. Just making shots. Just making shots. And you and I think that somehow in an altar we can just get hit with something and that the next day start preaching. <laughs> I wish it was like that. It would have saved me a lot of embarrassment. A lot of foolish years. It ain't like that. God can hit you with an anointing and a gifting at, at an altar, but you still have to become skillful at what God has called you to do. Let me tell you this morning that practice does not make perfect. Perfect practice makes perfect. And that's where a teacher comes in. Somebody that's been to the sharpener before you, that can come into your life and say, don't do it that way. You're learning a bad habit. That's not the right way to practice it. When I, when I first started playing guitar uh, 15 years ago, I began to learn that there were habits in my practice time that were wrong for playing guitar. Okay? Now, many of you aren't guitar players. But just bear with me. I began to learn that I had to practice right if I wanted to be a, a guitar player used by God. You have to practice right. Who are the teachers in your life that can help you with your skill and practicing right. Many of us have gone through about 10 years, and I, I'm just doing a lot of teaching this morning, but hang on. Many of us have gone through this phase in the church for about 10 years where it's been all about gift assessment. Many of you have filled out gift assessment forms that tell you what your spiritual gifts are, tell you, and I want to tell you this morning, all of that is fantastic, but here's one problem I have with it. It's not just discovering or recognizing what your gifts are. That's not the goal. It's the refinement of those gifts so that you can get to a place to where you're serving in Him. You see, just understanding what my gifts are alone makes it all about me. Look what I can do. Remember Stuart? I can do this, and then you make a big mess of yourself. You're a bull in a china shop. Right? But you spend some time with a teacher that begins to refine you, that takes you to the pencil sharpener, you begin to see that your dream can come out as it's refined, as it's sharpened, as it's skilled. You're doing what God has called you to do, and it's not a mess. 
you're like an ice skater, man. You ever see those ice skaters? It's just, it just looks so easy, doesn't it? I bet you it's not to them, right? But they endured time in preparation to be skillful at what they did. Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 10 says this, If the axe is dull and the edge unsharpened, more, what? Strength is needed, but skill will bring success. Oh, Salah.